What's up, everyone? Before we get started, I just want to remind you, if you haven't given this show a rating, you can on Apple, Spotify, and the other platforms you're listening at. It would mean so much to me if you did. The good news is it only takes 60 seconds. Thank you so much for listening, and let's begin. I don't care what generation you're from. The world is your oyster. You have to know that. You have to believe it, but you're not going to believe it until you humble yourself, until you stop telling yourself those lies and you start to do the work on yourself. You're now tuned into Tender Love and Cash, the place where ambitious men and women turn to for business strategies that not only skyrocket their profits, but also position them to serve the masses and make money doing what they love. I'm Amber Anthony, profit booster, efficiency driver, strategy specialist, and lover of all things analytical. And I'm going to help demystify difficult topics and concepts, crunch the numbers, and use real data to craft a strategic approach that supports business owners with a solid framework to operate a well-planned cash-generating machine. I can't promise to tell you what you want to hear, but I'll guarantee you'll get the guidance you need to hear to launch, grow, and build the business of your dreams with confidence. Let's dive in. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you about my very first post going viral from this podcast. It was off of an episode titled, Why Kids Are Sticking Around an Extra 10 Years. And I was completely unprepared for the feedback that came from the shorts, the excerpts, from the full 16-minute podcast and YouTube video that were posted on my Instagram. The reel within two days got 12,000 views and 37 shares, 44 comments, okay? You know I'm a stickler for data. Out of those 44 comments, I will tell you that only 5% of the comments were solution-oriented or individuals that were giving their account with their own personal accountability. The other 95 comments were vicious, whether they were attacking me, attacking each other, attacking whole generations, attacking their parents, or parents attacking other generations, or even their children. I mean, it got messy. So I had a total of three reels that I was posting that week to promote the podcast. Because I was completely unprepared, I released real one and within minutes it started to explode. People that I knew, people that I know personally were jumping in emotional, offended. And what I what I didn't understand is the comments that they were leaving, it didn't even apply to them. Like for instance, one individual made a comment about raising children, you have no children. So how can you speak to that emphatically? Another individual left a comment about, you know, being one of the ones like I mentioned in the episode of being thrust out of the home before 18 with very little parental support or guidance and how that affected their life um, in a negative way for many years until they were able to pull it together. But yet and still, it didn't speak to the fact 
fact that now as a parent, of course, showing up and providing for their own children, what strategies are they putting in place to ensure that their children are prepared in today's society, in today's economy. So the next post that I released a day later, and I'm not going to lie, I was super scared. Okay. I posted the following disclaimer at the top. I said, yesterday's reel I posted, which was an excerpt from my 16 minute podcast, guys. So, sidebar, these are sound bites. Okay. That doesn't have the entire context. So, with that said, disclaimer, I did not say it was appropriate to boot your child out at 18. I did not say you should not subsidize your child. I did say that the leader of the household needs to be aware of all costs and have a money plan, that the leader of the household has a responsibility to educate themselves and everyone in the home to work on a budget and increase awareness and discipline throughout. And then I said, honestly, this topic and passion stems from my personal experience and encounters with single parent households who were overextended and underpaid, who were overspending to overcompensate for guilt, absentee parents, etc. In 2023, the economy is different. The nuances are different. So the strategy needs to be different. Everyone has their own beliefs around money. It's a very emotional topic for all of us. This episode was to bring awareness and open dialogue about the fact that many of our children are needing our financial support into their late 20s. Not that it's good or bad, not that I agree or disagree. It just is. And we need to work together to ensure safety and sustainability. Okay. And from there, woo, head straight to the comments. Okay. I mean, again, there was a 5%. If you bring up your child properly, they're not going to be spoiled and be grateful for what you did. It's a common thing here in Asia to pay for your kid's education. Get it. That's a common thing in Asia. It's not really a common thing in the US. And again, us Gen Xers, you know, we did have an expectation for our children to go to college, even after college was no longer affordable. And after your child graduated college, then what? They went out and got a $15 an hour job, a $17 an hour job. Whether you were stacked with student loans or they were stacked with student loans, what was the ROI realistically, right? So we went through this time, we lived through this time where college was once a requirement to be successful, but within a short, short time period, it was no more. Other comments, who has four pairs of $200 shoes? Um, people that are making less than $33,000 a year. You want to know how I know this? Because I work with hundreds of individuals on their personal budgets. So it's not like I was speaking out of class, okay? Because other people put, well, don't put this off on us just because these are the type of people that you hang around. You know, I'm over here sacrificing this and that. Hang around? These are statistics. These are national statistics of individuals being completely over leveraged, individuals having zero discipline around spending. And I'm not saying young individuals. I'm not saying Gen Z. I'm not saying millennials. I'm saying all Americans. 
95% of Americans, I don't care if you're making $30,000 a year or $300,000 a year, they are living paycheck to paycheck because they are overextended and their spending is not in alignment with their values because they haven't sat down to create their values. And 95% of individuals are operating in a fashion that is not sustainable. And for those of you who work with me, and let me tell you, most of my mentees, most of the individuals that I mentor are Gen Z and millennials. They have parents that are older than me, and they are seeing that their parents made critical errors, some that they could control, some that they couldn't control. Again, the same way things are flip-flopping at present, the same things that are bewildering you and giving you complete anxiety and distrust, we're living that life too. So it shocked me that in the comments, three generations were at each other's throats. We're all here. We're all navigating through this shit show together, yet we're attacking one another. And I couldn't believe my eyes. 95% of the comments were finger pointing and angry. And I get it. Money is very emotional. 50% of marriages end because of money issues. Many people have very, very deep beliefs and trauma around money. Hence the reason I created this podcast, Tender Love and Cash, to heal that. Hard choices often have to be made around money. And because we're not honest with ourselves about money, and because we're not honest with our children about money, it creates an environment of distrust. So I encourage having the open conversations and being transparent. And my parents, my Gen X parents, it's okay. We weren't taught either. We did the best we could. We kept our head down. We followed the rules. We worked like a dog. We did everything we were told to do. And what did we get? Well, we didn't get the same return our parents did because organization shifted, which is what I spoke about in the previous episode, where I said home skyrocketed during our generation, costs skyrocketed during our generation, and wages did not. I was 22 years old with no degree, and I was making $40,000 a year. I employ over 100 people. The job is an entry-level position, very little experience, no degree. The average pay is $20 an hour, which at 2,080 hours a year full-time is $40,000 a year in 2023 when everything is triple the cost. So I get it. Hence the reason I make these episodes. It's unsustainable. So what are you going to do? Well, step one, you have to figure out how to make more money. And guess what? The solution is not going back to school to get your master's or your PhD. It's just not. I'm sorry. Unless you're trying to be a doctor or a lawyer, that is not the solution. And I'm talking to all three generations here. We have to come together and stop blaming and stop ripping each other apart because each generation has incredible talents and has incredible perspective that is valuable to the other. 
Can I be completely honest? If it wasn't for Gen Z during 2020, I would not have found the confidence and the acceptance to make the changes that I did to put myself first. In 2020, when everything shut down, my entire life, my entire business, everything, when for the first time in my entire life, I had no income, I couldn't even operate my business. I went on social media and I watched how Gen Z was responding to this global situation. And I got to be honest with you, they were handling it more gracefully than I was because they had a different life experience and a different life perspective. So I think we all need to give credit where credit is due. I think that we all need to sit back and not make it about us, slow down and listen, put ourselves in the other person's shoes, be respectful and listen to the perspective of the other individual because all of us, all three generations can all improve on the following. Deferred gratification, mental toughness, emotional management, and mastering self. If all of us focused on this simultaneously and leaned on one another for support, we would all be able to discover our true purpose and walk into greatness responsibly, with accountability, and give our gifts to the world. Hey, gonna take a quick break to say, if you'd like to DM or message me any questions you have about some of the topics I talk about in the show, just hit me up on any of my socials linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening and let's get back to the show. I'd like to share with you some resources that have been pivotal in my personal growth in the last three years. Listen, if you're not where you want to be right now, I have a solution for you. If you're in a miserable relationship, if you're in a dead-end job, if you're fighting addiction or grappling with your mental health, okay, I have three resources. Step one, you have to get your mind right. You have to master yourself. So I highly encourage you to seek out and listen to the podcast, Andy Frazella. Okay. It is a personal development and entrepreneurship podcast, and it has given me a great deal of insight into specifically mental fortitude because Andy himself is extremely transparent in his own journey and his own challenges during his lifetime. Side note, that's extremely important, okay? Make sure that anybody that you are listening to has undeniable evidence that is living a life that you want to live, that has either done or has the qualities that you desire to have, okay? It's extremely important that you check receipts because in a world of smoke and mirrors, all of us have been bamboozled. It's incredibly important that we question 
absolutely everything. But I don't care how many degrees you have. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how much money you're earning. If your mind isn't right, if you don't have the mental fortitude, the mental strength, the emotional strength, you are not going to be able to maximize any of it. And even if you're able to maximize it temporarily, you won't be able to hold on to it. After you begin to master yourself, after you are in control, the world is going to open up beautifully, at which point you need to be open to thinking outside of the box on how you are going to leverage your talents, leverage your gifts. You can find all of this information for free with Alex Hermosi and his wife, Layla Hermosi. They own a company called Acquisition.com. They are under the age of 30. They are absolutely incredible. They have done the impossible and they map it out step one, step two, step three, what they provide for free on their YouTube channel and their website, Acquisition.com, is more extensive, more thorough than any MBA or PhD program hands down. And this is coming from a person who has an NBA, and this is coming from a person who runs a seven-figure business, and this is coming from a person who has a portfolio of businesses doing $9 million in revenue a year. Speaking of business, being a small business owner, taking over a family business 20-plus years ago was a game-changer for me. It taught me the most incredible skills. It challenged me in every way, shape, and form. And it gave me a vessel, a vessel to change lives. If I would have remained a talented, good, obedient W-2 county employee, I would not have created the life that I've created. So I highly encourage you to also on your personal development journey, check out Cody Sanchez. She has an incredible platform that shows you how unsophisticated and unsexy businesses can be game changers. And I know that to be true because I myself have purchased unsexy businesses, a waste management roll-off company. I purchased a dance competition. And let me tell you, there is nothing glamorous about the behind the scenes running a dance competition. I also purchased random, a DMV registration services business. Who knew there was a third-party processor for DMV? Who knew that a DMV services business and a waste management business, a roll-off company, could bring in, and I'm not even operating it daily. I own them. I have great people that operate them. Who knew that it would have the potential to bring in $200,000 a year net profit to me? That was the case with my waste management company year one, and I only bought it for $50,000. The DMV reg service business, a little different, was post-2020, sales were down, but we're anticipating 2024 for the net profit to be around that mark. And that business I purchased for $75,000. So when you think about it, the money that you would spend on your education, $50,000, $75,000, you could buy a business. But the problem is you don't have the skill set to run the business. 
But guess what? Your associate's degree and your bachelor's degree is not going to give you that skill set to run the business either, which is why I need you to circle back to step one, mental fortitude, personal development. Step two, learn all you can about the movement of money and finance and business operations, which is all free. I have multiple resources that you can download for free that will 100% protect you as a new entrepreneur, that will save you from making mistakes in the tens of thousands. And as I stated before, for real heavy operations, Alex Hermosi, Layla Hermosi, dive into their YouTubes, get out a notebook. The same four hours that you would take to drive to campus and sit in a lecture, hearing from somebody who is not even doing what you want to do, you now can go to YouTube and consume more valuable, tactical, and applicable information. I don't care what generation you're from. The world is your oyster. You have to know that. You have to believe it. But you're not going to believe it until you humble yourself until you stop telling yourself those lies and you start to do the work on yourself in an effort to bring our three generations together. I want you to understand something and I don't know who's going to have a harder time believing it, but I need you to receive this message. All three of us, all three of our generations need to stop believing our own lies. We all need to up our pursuit of excellence. We need to improve our discipline and mindset. We need to up our skill level and strategies. And we need to improve our strategy around money because it doesn't matter how much money you make. It matters how much money you keep. So many people in the comments were saying, oh, school was only $5 when you went to college. Okay, So now it's $50,000 for us. So it's not affordable for us. So that's why our parents have to pay for it. Okay. Again, is this the smartest decision for the family unit? Are we working together? Do we have a plan to pay off the college? Do we have a plan to maximize the college? Is it even possible anymore in this day and age? Are these conversations even being had or are they being swept under the rug? You get me? Listen. The world is changing rapidly every day. And we all, all three generations have to take the ego out of it. We have to be very careful about our limiting beliefs. And we mustn't project those on others, especially others that we care for. Truth be told, I think we may be entering into an era where we are going to be super reliant on one another. I'm perfectly fine with my children in the household. If we're working as a unit, if we're working to be great, I don't have a problem with that at all. I know other cultures, that's how they progress. So there is a value to it. But again, are we having the conversations, strategic and honest and transparent conversations? And are we creating a healthy ecosystem that sets everybody up for success? And based on what I witnessed In the comments, I would say no. And that, not to say that I was shocked, but I was 
I was pretty disappointed. I was disappointed in the lack of accountability and the lack of solutions. We as a people are not going to get anywhere behaving that way. And not to get political, but I believe things are going to get harder before they get easier. So I do believe that this message is 100% on time. And I know that money is a difficult conversation because it's not ever about the money. It's about the behavior and the belief around the money. So your homework, your homework, even though at the end of the day, I do believe that it's the parent's responsibility to lead. Sometimes people aren't ready. Sometimes people aren't even aware that it's a problem. So If you as a child or you as a family member have a better handle on this topic or less emotional around the topic, are more logical around the topic, it's your time. It's your time to stand up and low-key do what I'm doing. You know, maybe make a money date night. Next family function, make it about money and strategy. But put a disclaimer and put some rules in the game. Can't get emotional. This is not personal. Nobody's pointing fingers. Nobody's judging. People need a safe place to talk about money. I think it's a more taboo topic than weight. And just go slow. Just make it matter of fact. Money in, money out. Doesn't matter. Just get those facts. And, shameless plug, you can download my free budgeting spreadsheet, Where's My Fucking Money, and plug in the numbers. Do it for yourself first. It is so empowering because at the end of the day, you have to control what you can control, right? And so once you've done that exercise, start to share it with your family members, whoever is in direct proximity to you that can either be an asset to you or a liability to you. Because remember, when things go wrong, when crises happen, there's always that one family member that has to pick up the pieces or there's devastation, which then breeds guilt, which then breeds resentment, okay? We are trying to eliminate all of that. All of that can be eliminated when you are open and honest and have a money plan.